Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all time. And today I have a good friend with me today here to speak about a lot of things actually. He is the co-founder of Brain Game, a very cool brand, fresh, coming, based off London, ready to take over the world. And he's also an amazing individual, so I'm really happy to have him on today. We're going to talk about all things tech, all things entrepreneurship, all things related to his brand and recent found company. So get ready for this. It's going to be an amazing episode. Please welcome to the show, Adil Manji. Welcome, Adil. Uh, Eric, thank you so much. You leave me with um, high expectations now I must live up to, so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> How are you doing today? Yeah, all good, all good. Got my morning game of football in today, so feeling ready for you know some chatting. Good, good. That's all you like to hear. So I think first question off would be, can you tell us a bit more about yourself so, so that people have a bit more understanding about what you do and stuff like that? Yeah, okay. So um, my day job is a technology consultant for BA Systems. So that's my role. Um, I work in the product team. So we have like a financial, fri- uh, financial fraud platform that we sell to like institutions like banks insurance companies and i work as like a program manager in that team for the product managers so like connecting basically sales and marketing and um finance teams together um i also look after a, a partnership because as i said we're in financial fraud so we're partnering now with like this cool blockchain analysis company um so i'm managing that partnership there um that's what i do in my nine to five and then um yeah, Eric, you said already about BrainGain. So yeah, I am the co-founder of BrainGain, and been so I have been so for around six months, um, and that now is taking up a, a lot of my time. But outside of outside of those two obligations, I I have a keen interest in sports, uh, particularly playing football, playing tennis. I'm not great at either, but I do enjoy them. Um, and yeah, as you said, tech is um, very close to my heart. Um, if I am honest with you, it's because my love for tech stems from gaming, which I have a deep, deep passion for, like especially first-person shooters. Um, that That is really who I am. You know, you asked me like a bit about myself, explain, like I'm a gamer at heart. Although again, I, I most of my friends would probably tell you that I suck at them. <laughs> <laughs> At least you try. <laughs> that's good. Exactly. That was a good. That was a good. That was a good overall brief. That's pretty cool. So obviously, as you know, tech is also close to my heart. It's part of what I do for a living as my main job, apart the side hustles that I have. But that, you know, software engineer by day and everything else by night over here. I want to understand how did you first get into tech? How did that come about? So uh, um, this is a tricky one. So actually, I wanted to just do business and management, um, but I found that tech and computer science was a course that a lot of my friends were in fact applying for, and I really didn't know much about it. Like when I applied to computer science as my undergrad um, choice of degree. I didn't even know what programming was, but yet I was still applying to computer science because I thought, look, like a lot of smart people that I know are going for this course, so there must be some value there. And also, I spend all my time on the computer playing video games, so if I'm going to spend more time on the computer, that's fine with me. And so that's really how I got into um, computer science in general. Um, but then from I would say from there and possibly even before, like, you know, like I, I was always surrounded by like um, hardware that I had wanted to purchase or I was browsing like, you know, the latest phone, the latest laptop, the latest graphics card. Um, and so I did have a love for tech. I had a love for like just the uh, achievement that processing power can can do. Um, and, you know, you now you're seeing it in, in all sorts like mining Bitcoin, for example, I, I find technology um, just, I suppose, the next 
evolution of of humankind and so i feel like it can leverage us and i've always thought that from like a kid you know like when i was in school even and you know a lot of a lot of people you know when you're like five six years old they are like some of them were computer shy i know that kids now are like really native like especially gen z and younger um they just kind of stare at screens but you know if you could use google at like you know i was saying five or six like let's say like nine or ten like you had a super advantage to your peers in school because you no one really understood how like search works and so from there it's obvious what the benefits are from technology so you can leverage a significant advantage by having a greater knowledge in tech and of tech versus uh, other people and i feel like that in itself um was of huge value to me and i think from there that really spurred my my interest in tech yeah, I think I I have a similar I have a similar story in the in the sense that like I just always found myself drawn to technology. So when it came to choosing something to study at uni, I just felt like computer science was what fitted best, and that's kind of where I ended up with. You mentioned something interesting. You mentioned that currently in your nine to five job, you you managing some sort of blockchain partnership. Obviously, blockchain is a very popping word right now. You also just earlier, just now mentioned about how you find fascinating, uh, you know, Bitcoin and just mining Bitcoin itself as well. And I think there's all, all things going on here that just lead quite nicely to a conversation around crypto. Do you want to talk about crypto maybe? Because it sounds like it sounds like you, you're very into it. <laughs> yeah, so I like I heard first about crypto back when I was like in my last year of school uh, like one of my friends was um he was always just mining um bitcoin this is like I don't know like 2010 11 or whatever and he was like guys there's this virtual coin and this is like super early and everyone was like man you have no idea what you're talking about and then boom like bitcoin now and, like then it would have been like worth like cents or pen- pennies and now of course and so you know the thrill of bitcoin comes from like this crazy demand and value financially from it but um of course right um as those who understand the underlying technology technological principles um they can see why bitcoin has that kind of valuation because of blockchain which underpins how it works um and yeah like ultimately something that enables two parties or more to trust each other without an intermediary that's huge that's huge in itself right now there is no need for all these um extra people middlemen in the way taking cuts taking fees between transactions um and of course it does a lot more but i think this was like the initial appeal for a lot of people um having something which is decentralized um so that's like kind of the backbone of the initial investment that went into crypto and now of course we have things which are like you know nfts where you have like a non-fungible token love saying that fungible and uh, you are able to select a piece of what like graphic art and then that now has value you know electronic mona lisas essentially and and these are these are something that haven't existed before but you know there was one example actually that i heard which i found a little absurd but hey 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 ho um so you've heard of banksy right eric I think so. Banks. So the artist, he does street art. So this person had, but he also like just creates other art too. So this person had the original Banksy and, you know, let's say the valuation of this is like 2 million pounds, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a masterpiece of some kind. And so the owner decides to burn the Banksy, but before he does that, he creates an NFT version of the Banksy and then resells that for four million or or something basically he doubles his valuation through destroying a physical product and then recreating it as a digital product for me that's just mad like that is that's kind of bonkers and i i you know you would think the physical product would have hold more value and yeah fine it probably does and this is probably one of those one-offs because nfts are so on hype right now but the whole idea of transferring stuff from the physical to the 
digital is not new, but in terms of how people value it, that is very interesting because if electronic stuff can have more value than a digital piece of something like art, then yeah, I'd, I don't know. I'm, I'm flabbergasted where the, where the world is heading. That took me by surprise, but I, I think that might be a one-off. Yeah, I think so. There's a couple interesting points here, to be honest, that you mentioned because we, we, we're talking about just where technology is headed, like the, the new things and, and crypto isn't necessarily new but it's just had a massive boom recently and now everyone's starting to pay attention to it and to be honest i'm still learning about it so i don't know much about it in fact i might have an episode on it with a guest specialized on it at some point this year so (laughs) stay tuned for that that might happen but for now i'm still just on the sideline just watching understanding learning because i think the issue is a lot of people are getting into it without actually understanding it and it's just like anything in life. Anything you do that you don't really understand doesn't always go your your favor or it doesn't always play in your favor. But in terms of NFTs, I think <laughs> I think it's uh, it's pretty funny how how it came about because it's just it's digital art, isn't it? And it's like you said, electronic Mona Lisas, but it's just it could be anything and. The idea that you can hold something that's on your phone that now holds massive value in comparison to a physical art, right? Because with physical art, you have like if I have something, it's on the wall or it's it's here in my house. I can I can oh, or even if it's in a museum, I could actually like I could touch it. It's, it's tangible. Whereas like with NFTs, they're not. You can't touch it. Like you just have it downloaded on your phone or, or saved on whatever I, i'm not sure i'm not too into nfts but i know basics of it it's, it's weird because I, the first thing that i thought was well can i not just screenshot it can i not just i mean but screen record it but, but it doesn't really work like that obviously for the reasons of why nft works but it, it, it is fascinating and then it poses all types of questions just in tech generally because we're talking about crypto we're talking about nfts but you know, let, let's take a step back and just look at how much AI has evolved since AI came to 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 be about, which has been, you know, a fair a fair amount of time now. AI has been been you know here for for a while, but the way AI, ML, everything's being used is just fascinating. It's 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 crazy. What do you think about AI? Yeah, so artificial intelligence is something that's really captured. My mind, I've been thinking about it a lot in the last, you know, six to 12 months. Um, What Google DeepMind are up to as well, in particular, with their neural networks, they're onto some really, really interesting concepts. So you have different types of AI, right? So like, you know, you have machine learning where, you know, the computer essentially takes in data and it processes it and it you know, creates predictions, etc. And so you have to have a lot of data and you have to have a lot of processing speed. And, you know, these, this concept of like neural nets isn't like um, a new concept. It's actually like papers have been written about um, since like the 60s. It's just the fact that they didn't have like the ability to process all this data to use it in a way where it was valuable. So now like this theory is like coming back. Um, and so there's, it's almost like, like data goes in, there's a black box, there's some layers of processing that happen and then there's like an output. And in particular, Google DeepMind, they are working on something called artificial general intelligence so what they want to do is they want to have and they call their ais because they have multiple of them they have they call them agents and so they want to have an agent that can solve not just like one problem i.e okay you build an agent and it is the best at chess it beats all of the grandmasters they don't just want that. They want to have an agent that can beat you at chess. They they want you. To, they want to have an agent that can beat you at Go, at um, I think it's League of Legends or or Dota, one of the two. Um, so and th- then they came up with this one agent, and it's it basically can play like four games better than humans, like superhuman capacity. And I think they called it like Alpha Zero. And so having a 
prototype essentially let's still call it a prototype because right it, it it will only beat people in like four scenarios but the more and more scenarios you can apply to something like that it makes a very scary prospect i think for humanity because we're obviously not going to be the smartest um smartest creatures and then what i find really interesting then is this whole concept of consciousness and where that kind of then plays in because if we're like we seem to think that like i don't know i i think a lot of people probably believe that intelligence and and consciousness are somewhat related right i mean do you like i don't know do you think eric like animals have like consciousness that's a very interesting question um i think to a certain degree right to us to an extent i i think so because like just think about pets people have pets and the way pets react to certain things and to certain yeah they, they have they have intelligence but then i think perhaps maybe we should define okay, like right. Con- what, consciousness what consciousness is, is. I, I don't know it's like consciousness like the ability to like think about is it like self-awareness or something or right i see i see, I see where you're going with it okay okay i see where you're going you're saying you're saying conscious con- because consciousness because uh, consciousness and intelligence are two different things in 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 the context that we're talking about it and just generally i guess is that what you're saying yeah so like you know clearly your your pet will like observe you and it will react and it has a life and like you know some people believe or oh, maybe there's like a, a spirit a soul or something in that but clearly there is something that like makes you know animals like conscious and so you know a machine can be really smart and it can process stuff way faster than humans but can it ever be conscious and so you know if you're if, now if you, you're creating something where it's like super smart and it's really hard to tell the difference between whether it's human or not and this is something called like the turing test so if you're able to basically convince some other operator behind like a screen that you know it's a human when it's actually a computer talking to them then that means it's passed the turing test and i don't think we're we are there yet because you know if you have like um someone messaging a chatbot and the chatbot is able to like convince them that they are a human when it's actually ai then you know we would say that we've passed the turing test and i think i can't remember if we have or not but it's, i mean we're basically getting to the point where we're super close to doing that and so if you have this super intelligence can you accidentally give birth to consciousness and like a conscious being and if and what does that then mean like what are the repercussions of then creating a conscious being that is also smarter than us and i think this is sort of tying into what elon musk then has his fear of ai like he says that ai is humanity's biggest threat to us right and why is this humanity's biggest threat it's because we can't predict what it will do and it will also be much smarter than us so if it's not in our favor and if it thinks you know uh we need to save planet earth because this is where all life exists and stems from and then in order to like you know reach i don't know like intergalactic domination or whatever the purpose of life is then humans are not good for that trajectory therefore we must wipe them out like how can you then <laughs> how can yeah how can you then um have ai because it seems unsafe so now it the concept the conversation then goes into okay well let's create safe ai so now we now everyone is thinking about safe ai but there is also an ai race going on so you have china who are competing with america in terms of who can create the best ai first so if you're now in a race of creating ai people are going to be cutting corners and which corner seems the most likely to be cut probably safety like let's get a working ai because ultimately look ai is about power politics is about power and so if you have a more powerful ai it will enable you to make better economical decisions it will allow you to allocate your resources of your country better and therefore have a like stronger position um worldwide as a country as a nation and so ai has huge political implications um and we are growing at a, a rate in 
research in AI um, where I feel like there needs to be a lot of collaboration and this is something that is ongoing, but um, for sure, Eric, this is a very, very scary, scary time. I, it could go either way. I, I, I think so this is an interesting <laughs> conversation because, you, you know, you always see in movies like the day that robot, robots can just like become like more powerful and then you just take over the world. And you always see those kind of movies and you never think too much of it because you're like, well, you know... Some, well, I, I guess there's a 50-50 split, or maybe not, of people that believe that that could happen or people that believe that that could never happen because we are the creators of those machines, so therefore that couldn't, that shouldn't happen. But then, you know, see, I don't have a formulated opinion on whether or not AI is going to take over the world in, in the sense that you spoke about just now, where, where you, like, I'm not, I'm not sure... I, Again, lacking knowledge here, but I'm not sure if we ever gonna get there. I I can I can vouch for the fact that we'll get to a point where we have like we already have like proof of concept in machines that are just processing way better than human minds and human intelligence than that are doing things more efficiently than humans can do. But I think the conversation around can AI ever have consciousness? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't. I don't. For it to have consciousness, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know how that could ever happen. And and like you, you mentioned earlier, like accidentally, who knows? Maybe accidentally that happens. Well, how do people really understand what consciousness is as a human? First of all, because if you if you don't then how can you try and replicate that in the first place? What people are trying to replicate right now is processes, 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 processes. And that's fine because that's easy to replicate, right? I, as a human, used to do this manual job. Now I automated it with, you know, whatever it is. So that process that I used to do manually is now automated. Boom, done. But consciousness is very, very unique. And I don't know how much we as humans really know about it ourselves. Okay, Eric, so how do, how do we know as humans that if we recreate the human mind using technology that is able to create neurons in the same network of patterns that the human brain has, then how can we be certain that that wouldn't somehow then create consciousness? And I don't think we know the answer to that yet. Yeah, right. So I think that's really interesting. And I, I have, I don't necessarily have an opinion on it because it's like, again, there's a lot going on in the world and the world's moving at a faster pace, wherever we're going to end up with technology, God knows. But I do think it's an interesting, interesting topic. However, I, I'm going to leave it as I don't have a formulated opinion. But one thing I do want to bring up, because you mentioned, is Elon Musk. The man himself, the myth, the legend. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on Elon? <laughs> yeah, so he, he is definitely like the most popular man in the world, you would think, right now. While he probably doesn't have as many followers as someone like Cristiano Ronaldo or Dwayne Johnson on Instagram, I think most people in every corner of the world has heard of, has heard of Elon um, either through his companies or just simply because he's on the news for being like the richest, the richest man in the world or because of him shilling Dogecoin on Twitter <laughs> Joker. But no, I think I, so my personal opinion is that he is great. Um, he is an inspiration to generations. Um, he is the epitome of what, capitalist society should be i.e you know wealth is generated for those who increase capital and are able to organize capital in a more productive way than others to make other people's lives better it seems like what he's doing with renewable energy that's fantastic that's what the world needs it's better for humanity and if he's going to make a profit of, of things like solar and you know he now has neural um neural net or neural link rather in which of course has, has that link between 
the brain and the machine in order to, I think, help with neurological disorders like Parkinson's. Um, then he has, uh, of course, like we, we barely mentioned Tesla and even the boring company. So he's in transport too. And, you know, then the space. So I look like I don't really understand if people um, are against him or hate him. I, to be honest, I don't know that many haters. Um, but, uh, you know, I will leave you with just he, he is just the best organizer of capital. And I don't see anything wrong with what, <laughs> with what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I just brought it up as a question. I, I personally find him quite impressive, right? I'm, I'm generally as a person and what he does and how many things he's managing. Like, I don't know how he can handle the level of things that he's doing at this point in time. It's quite insane. He, he really is a, an impressive individual, personally, in my opinion, and he's doing a lot of big things and he's trying to solve a lot of big problems. And I think we need more people like that people that want to solve a lot of big problems because there is a lot of problems to be solved we just need more people to jump on them and i think you will see that you will see that because because it's just the way the world's moving we'll we'll definitely see that yeah and like look at someone like bezos or you know branson and, and these terrific entrepreneurs right they are now trying to move into that same sort of um territory that elon's doing right like amazon's always trying to uh, <laughs> i wouldn't say steal but i don't know i think blue origin possibly came after spacex but you know space is the next frontier and if these entrepreneurs are helping pull humanity forward then man this guy has my vote for president <laughs> but i don't think he has t- i don't think he has time and isn't isn't that great though dude he is the richest person in the world i think there was the point where he was worth like yeah more than like uh, jeff bezos at like 180 billion dollars it gets announced by like forbes and then the same day he tweets being like oh i'm the richest person in the world question mark back to work then and like it's that it's that like ethos that just is like Man, this guy is inspiring. Like, hell yeah, he could just retire and, you know, live off, obviously, his great wealth and have a great life and, and do that. But, you know, he he is driven. And I think, you know, all, all of this, like, social media where, you know, you, you've got to live your best life. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. No, like, and you've got someone like Elon Musk who has the option to do that, but he's then still working 100-hour weeks just because he feels like, okay, that he, he's fueled by that passion and he feels like he wants to do something good for humanity because it makes you feel good. And then I think that brings me to, like, something else I just want to say. Like, you know, people have um, always questioned what is their purpose. And I think this is, like, I think a big question, possibly like the biggest that people ask themselves, like what gives them fulfillment, what gives them purpose in in life, right? And um, a lot of people now talk about like the service thing of others. So like, you know, helping others in need and then that really gives them sort of feeling of satisfaction. Um, It doesn't, I mean, they can almost be like, is that selfish then? That that's what people quite kind of ask. Is it is it a selfish thing to to help others because you're only like you're doing it because it makes you feel better? But um, I think even if that's the case, it's it's probably net good. So you should definitely definitely do that. I I, I would say that not a lot of people, not everyone probably is in that camp where they feel like they themselves feel better by helping people but i, I don't know i pers- i personally do right and eric we met we met on camp um on an akysb camp right a summer camp helping um kids who are between the ages of 13 to 15 just you know um with with uh, education on like renewables and green and um yeah like that and so that is all, us giving our time to to just you know invest in the development of other people and you know i can tell you that i left that just feeling feeling great like you know you feel like okay you've done something positive and you've made an impact and and it really gives you a spring in your step when you come away from it right but i think this whole question of purpose is so um so topical and very current in 
in especially like millennials and, and Gen Z's um, lives at the moment? I think people try to often to find the answers to all these big questions without actually understanding that those questions don't need someone to answer for the, for it. Do you know what I mean is there's no like you know question like what what is my purpose in life? Like what kind of question is this? Like live life, understand that because when you know, you know, right? Well, it's it's not a meaning, it's not an answer, it's a feeling. When you know, you know, and the again helping other people and that that's you know amazing because there's nothing more noble than being able to make someone's day be kind you know kindness is important in all aspects whether that be through volunteering programs or just you being kind as a person on a day-to-day basis it kindness is super super important now i definitely think we got a bit sidetracked uh, with the whole tech scene and we ended up somehow here um, I'll definitely... anyway, there's, one, there's one thing i wanted to ask on this though because okay do you think that people are born with a purpose or they almost have a purpose to fulfill, or do you think that people create a purpose for themselves? So, when you say purpose, are you specifically referring to passion? So, like, no, no, very different, very, very different. Right, that's how I just want to clarify that we're on the same page because that is very different, right? So, passion and purpose are two different things. So, <laughs> I, I think. I think you you can almost have an instinct of knowing that what you're doing right now is not your end goal, right? I know a lot of people that are doing things at the moment, but they're doing it because they got to do it. And they know within the, within their hearts that somehow there's a feeling, a burning desire. I feel this, right? That it's telling me that there's more. And I can't say that that is because I was born to do something else or born for something else. But what I can say is there is there is people just like myself who have a burning desire that tells them that, you know what, there's more, there's more. Now, that's a feeling. I don't know whether or not it was written that I'm going to end up being here. But what I can say is you can create what you want to create. I think that, that then leads me to a conversation about hard work, right? Hard work always pays off. It always pays off when you consistently and you're consistently doing something and you're working for it and you really want to achieve a certain thing or you really want to be in a certain place. You you visualize it, you go after it and you work hard. Now, whether that, that will end up creating your purpose or your passion, those are two different things again, like we said. But I think purpose is not something that you can just find overnight. You don't just go outside look at the floor and you just, oh, I found my purpose. It doesn't work like that, right? Regardless of how you feel inside, it doesn't work like that. I think you are possibly going to be able to develop it to an extent. But I also think that, again, like I said, when you know it, you know it. So I'm not sure if you were born with a purpose or not, but I think I'm on the side of, I believe to an extent, everyone was born for a reason, right? And yes. What, what that reason is, what that purpose is, is, is that's up to you to, to find out, that's up to you to then figure out. And in, in, the, in the deepest way, it's for you to then embrace. Because when, when, it, when it hits you, it hits you, and you, you'll know. I think there are different types of people, and some, they, are, they just know what they want to do with life. I'll give you an example like of one person who I feel in my life close to me is is like this, and that's my brother. And if he's listening, he's just going to probably laugh and, and be like, "No, I have no idea what I'm doing in life." But to me, it just seems like he's he's just always doing what feels right to him. And now I can see him; he's just had a kid, and then he's um, a father, and it just seems like you know he is fulfilling his purpose to kind of raise his child in the best way he can, and you know, for me, like kids aren't on the horizon in the near future, and, and you know, I I can be honest and say, look, like I have passion for a lot of things, many things, but um, 
I have not found something that is, you know, I, I can say with surety that this is my purpose. And I think I am slowly getting there. Um, but I do feel like perhaps the way I'm living life now is closer to how I desire to, to do it. Um, but I still need for myself to go on a search and a journey to to really find it. And, and it does feel like a search and a journey, whereas, you know, for other people, it, it doesn't seem like they have to go on that same search and journey. Um, and, I, and I don't know if it's because they're, they're looking for it or they just don't care or they're distracted. But, um, you know, to, to sort of close out this part, I, like, I, I do think everyone essentially um, approaches it differently. And, and that's kind of cool in its own way, right? Because it just shows how unique we are. As human beings, 100%. Love it. Now, we were meant to spend a bit more time on brain gain, and we will. Because I think that's sort of the big thing that I wanted to cover today. Well, we covered so many things today. This is awesome, honestly. But before we do that, let's go into our next segment, which is the what's questions segment. So just to quickly explain this, it's basically a set of rapid fire random questions. And it'll be just a couple, so nothing to worry about. But essentially, I'll ask you a random question and then you just give me your honest answer you can elaborate if you want and you know if you want to explain why you chose or why your answer is what it is that's also fine and then i'll also answer back because it just make it a bit of fun and just to highlight this has no correlation or whatsoever to the episode it's just literally to get to know you a little bit better so yeah you ready let's go all right easy one coffee or tea coffee what, what coffee? What type of coffee? Uh, what kind of coffee? So at the moment, I'm drinking unsweetened almond milk with this Colombian coffee, which is ground. Nothing fancy, just something that I can put in my microwave and heat up really quick. That's I don't cool. have time for filtered coffee, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I respect people who have the time. They really love their coffee. If you ground yeah, the connoisseurs. Yeah, if you're doing that to your coffee, then you really love your coffee. Because I couldn't. I'm just always in a rush trying to do everything. So I couldn't spare the time. But If I could inject myself with caffeine or something, I probably would. Just <laughs> instant. <laughs> I'm sure there might be some sort of capsules that you can just put on your drink. I don't know. Coffee is, coffee is awesome. But I'm more into, right now, tea. I think I've said this before, to be honest, on a, on a, on a podcast episode. But I've been on a tea wave. But I love my coffee. If, if I'm out with friends i'll definitely grab a coffee i like i would never think to myself if i'm out let me grab a tea but (laughs) but if i'm at home or at work like i tend to just go for tea and so i've been on these like green tea vibes (laughs) for the past uh, few months yeah i've I've been dabbling in herbal teas recently so like you know ones with like turmeric or or cinnamon or a bunch of other um words that I barely know, like chicory or something, like there's, there are a few different types that you get um, in those, you know, like the pucker is a make of tea and they do like these mix boxes yeah. and they're, they're fantastic. So you just get like 20 of those and then every day is like a lucky dip. But yeah, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Otherwise I feel mal- like the days I don't have my, my herbal tea, I feel malnourished. I'm like, Oh no, missing my, my missing my turmeric. Yeah. No, bo- both are, are good though. Like I, 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 I can never choose between them. It's just what I'm feeling, what I'm in the mood for more. So, right. Next question. What is your favorite sport? Ah, uh, football. No doubt. Football is the greatest sport ever to have been created. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's just so much balance to the game, like the way one single player can also, you know, completely dominate and have an impact. But at the same time, it is this beautiful team game. Um, I think I think VAR needs to like be looked into a little, <laughs> and some of the like rules, etc., um, maybe need to be updated. But Overall, like I get no more joy than playing any other game what, but football. What's your favourite football player? Oh my gosh, um, Zinedine Zidane. The legend. Uh, the legend himself. I, I feel like he has great techers. He has the height. He has like the strength 
the vision, the leadership, and oh my god, he has the aggression. Like people will probably say, oh, that headbutt marred his legacy. I would say quite the opposite. What lad? What lad? <laughs> yeah. I think obviously mine is Ronaldo. You can't, you can't. Uh, the for the Portuguese yeah, come on, it's, connection. It's yeah. From home, there, there's a connection there. Always have, always will. Right, crypto wise, what's your favorite coin? <laughs> um, okay, so that is an interesting question. I really like Ethereum. I think Ethereum is going to do very well over the next five years. I think it will do very well in the next few months as well. Um, so I'm, I'm like, you know, long on Ethereum. I think the concept behind it, um, where it is this kind of um, platform on blockchain where transactions can occur, you can have smart contracts, and now you've got, you know, DeFi, uh, decentralized finance being built on top of it the layers within ethereum make it so potent and now you also have um, i would say now but you know to add to all of that you also have vitalik buterin who is the founder of ethereum um, and you know he is an absolute genius but at the same time he is so humble and again, like Musk, just sort of wants the best for humanity. And when you have people like that driving these big projects, personally, I could only see good things coming. 100%. No, I agree, I agree with you. And he, he founded it when he was very young as well, wasn't it? He was 19, I think, when he founded Ethereum, Canadian-born Russian. Crazy. That is absolutely insane. Right. What? Who is your favorite entrepreneur slash CEO slash company founder slash you know you know what I'm saying oh well I would say my favorite yeah we've talked about him but Musk would be the obvious one just because I think he is he is an inspiration the amount of diverse projects he's running at the same time the amount of industries he's leading um you know, not, he's not just like getting into them. He's actually paving the path for all of these big changes. Like, you know, without without something like Tesla emerging, like where would our car industry on a global scale be? We would like no one would give a shit about building EVs. They would just continue doing what they were doing, and yeah, fine, EVs would be growing slightly. But he's helping reduce pollution in a massive way he's keeping all these other guys on on their edge and he's not just doing it in one industry he's doing it in space like reusable rockets fantastic like he's making the world more green as a result of what he is um hoping hoping to achieve um and have you, have you seen him on any of the podcasts that he's done he's been on um lex friedman he's been on joe rogan yeah joe, um, Ro joe rogan yeah i've i've seen i've seen the episodes he's been on on joe rogan <laughs> i know he's been on lex friedman uh, but i haven't got a chance but it's it's interesting it's always an interesting conversation when and the way he thinks as well it's it's fascinating i think we spoke enough about him for today but if he if he, if he listens to the episode i'm sure he'll be happy to know <laughs> <laughs> Elon's gonna be the next guest. Oh, that'll be sick. That'll be sick. One day, one day. That'll make it happen. Don't worry. Give me, give me a few years. <laughs> right. So, what is your favorite muscle group to train at a gym or at home? Uh, okay, so shoulders they hurt, legs they get tired. I would say it's got to be chest simply because it feels good when you do it you know you get that chest pump like there are a few exercises that feel as satisfying as a chest press and like you know you know what i mean like just having your chest like go back feeling the pain like right right in between your shoulder and where your chest muscles join like that with like you know few kilograms being pushed against it like it's so satisfying and you, and you leave the gym with that pump feels great man feels great but i would say back is a close second doing some rows and, and your your sort of your lats 
they also give you a nice nice feeling after interesting so mine's mine's actually arms i just love training biceps and triceps it's just like like you said it's also for the feeling of the pump but just like i love the exercises that i do because i normally do like double exercises so I'll, i'll jump from one biceps to another triceps like straight after so i'm just doing like doubles on everything and i have a really cool routine Right, so it's starting to rain outside, so hopefully there's not, the raindrops don't come on the episode sound, apologies if they do, but just to finish this off, do you prefer the corporate life or the entrepreneur life? 100% the entrepreneur life. I spend now, and I hope no one from my company is listening to this, but I probably spend now like 70% of my day working on like brain gain stuff and like... 30% working on um, BAE systems stuff. And it's simply because of, of joy that I get and the passion that I have for it. Um, there's always something to do and it's far more exciting to sort of be traversing the unknown. Um, and, you know, when it is all a, something that you've built, you, you have a much greater affinity towards it. Personally, I've never been, like, impassioned by my career um you know i am in tech but i don't really um i don't really feel like working in a corporate organization brings the best out of me i like a bit more of um freedom to maneuver in particular ways um i know that sounds kind of vague but you know to like every day can kind of just be my own doing um of course environmental factors um influence that but you know, there is no boss saying, you know, you need to create like this report on Excel by like X date or, you know, I have to have like conversations with like five product managers and explain to them about, you know, some, some new feature that we should add or not add to the roadmap and facilitate that. Like being a sort of founder of something that, you know, you've created yourself, um, so much, so much passion, um, it's just it's a lot more exciting that's all i can say no that's cool that's cool i i, I can i can see it in your eyes like that you just like it's, it's like something that you, you it fulfills you i guess right that something having that is that is your own and that ends the what's question segment but that leads quite nicely into what i wanted to speak next what is brain game and how did it come about Right, so Brain Gain is my company that I've set up with my good friend Kareem, and it came about by the lack of affordable gym products during lockdown. So, going back to what Brain Gain is, Brain Gain is a um, company we sell smart home gym products to make working out at home a lot easier um and we have an instagram page too and on the instagram page we try to promote and highlight healthy habits and ways of living that requires just very small adjustments but over time you know hopefully these adjustments create to a large-scale change in how healthy um, people are living um so we offer advice um, and perhaps also sometimes motivational tips like quotes um, too so that's that's pretty much what brain gain is in a nutshell that's really cool i i think i remember when you first spoke about it and i think the beauty of of brain gain is just how convenient it was for when you founded it which obviously is, is still recent but during these times having you know, adjustable smart dumbbells with like 15 or 20 sets of weights, however many, I can't remember. I think it's around 15 sets of weights that you can have by just flipping the thing, whatever you call it. Sorry, I'm not very technical here, but it's just, I think it's just great. And, you know, I, I, I support it for sure. So a, a big shout out to, to, to Brain Gain. But I want to talk about your social media presence because you're, Instagram and I mean brain games Instagram is popping and not just from a follower standpoint but from a content standpoint like I'm learning a lot 
from just reading your posts and I, I enjoyed the, the graphics and everything w- to do with that Instagram so far seems very spot on, very on point. And I just wanted, I just wanted to talk about it. Like your social media is incredible. So what, what, it, what, what's the secret sauce here? Like what, what are you doing that? Cause really, really it does, it does, uh, it does stand out the graphics, the way the, the, the things are laid out, the information that you're giving out fitness wise, nutrition wise, Mindset-wise, no, everything. It's just very on point. I, I think your, your Instagram is probably one of the best Instagrams I follow in terms of content for fitness and nutrition and health and mindset. Well, mindset I follow a few, but like just the whole shebang with fitness. Brain gains. No, kind words, Eric. Kind words. So the Instagram page we create so between myself and my business partner we identify content that we think would be useful for our page so whether that's like online research or researching via social media or our own knowledge um or a recommendation from someone sometimes too um we then submit our proposals um we have like a shared Google Drive that we work in collaboration with with a marketing agency. Um, they're actually based in Cairo, and they do the designs for us. So we give them the concepts and the ideas. They then create the create the designs, um, and then yeah, we we have to write the caption, make sure the caption has the same kind of um, vision that Brain Gain has, so it has to match with the post two and once we think that's aligned we get the ha- hashtags ready and uh, yeah then the, then the post gets released and you know fitness is something that i think the whole world needs more of um you know, having resilience in mindset again um whether it's just a five second quote that someone can read and uh, you know it kind of uplifts them like these these sort of things i feel have a um, you know positive effect on an individual and ultimately like can lead them to having a better day, better week, etc. Um, so that's kind of why we want to promote um, you know all of our social media in this way and not have it so that it's all about our products and and what we're what we're trying to sell. Like I don't think there's value in that. Like you know we have a link to our website in our bio and should people should people want to kind of see what it is that brain gain are offering then then they have they have that um they have the link there but the stories as well um sometimes show some of our products too i mean we we are a business at the end of the day right and like in order for us to like create content like we do need to have revenue so like the the revenue ultimately it comes from um selling as you quite rightly mentioned adjustable dumbbells so what these are like smart technology dumbbells and we have a few different mechanisms so eric the one that you have um you twist a dial on either side of the handle of the dumbbells and you know in between the dials there's like all these plates so when you twist the dial, you select a weight and you then lift the handle and it just selects the exact weight that you want. So, you know, on the dial, there's between two kgs to 24 kgs and on this particular set, right, um, that we're talking about. And, you know, that means within one pair of dumbbells, you essentially have 15 different pairs of weights. So gone are the need for having racks of dumbbells. We just have one pair and you have the whole rack in that and um yeah that that is our product that's our that's our revenue we have multiple now so there's i think um seven or eight products now um that are being imported and we have um, listed on the website but in order for us to create the content that kind of helps to uplift our followers and people on social media um then we do need to obviously sell sell product to um but yeah, did you did you check the delivery day story yesterday? Yeah, did, did that have some like customized filters that you guys made? So I was playing around with some social media app that I downloaded. It's called In Stories, and it essentially is like a video editor for Instagram Stories. So 
I recorded some videos and then I added them to this uh, app that I had and it allows you to do some in-app video editing, um, particularly for Instagram stories. So I was just playing around with that yesterday. That cool, man. That actually, I was like, I was like, whoa, these guys are moving too quick. They've got some <laughs> filters going on. Honestly, like your, your social media strategy right and content is is very on point and your product's good like for those who are listening you know you may have seen it first on the documentary hey premiered on my documentary <laughs> uh, thank you for for sending those through just in time for the end of the documentary but the, the product's good i like using it obviously gyms are now open so i'm definitely on the gyms but i like having a backup and also during the weekends when i don't really want I, well, I normally tend to rest on the weekends, but if I want to do just some quick hit sessions, like grab the dumbbells, they're just here. I don't need to go all the way to the gym to, to do it and just the flexibility of, of, of it. And I think that leads me nicely into possibly my, my last question about brain gain, which would be, what is the long-term plan? Tell me about that. What is the, what is the end game here? For brain gain what where do you see it going or where do you want it to go so my heart really lies in helping other people basically and seeing a difference in in them and seeing positive change because I, I i feel like while it's selfish like it, it that that makes me feel better um so in order to um, help as many people and expand brain gain to as many um, followers as possible and audience as possible, what we need to do is create a network of fitness influencers who are repping brain gain so that their followers and audiences can um, see brain gain so we get exposure there. And ultimately, we want to have our own team. So this consists of people like nutritionists, athletes, and ultimately give them a platform so that they can have their own voice to share their own tips, help them promote themselves, their own pages to grow bigger as well, while also contributing to um, Brain Gain's community. Um, and this community aspect ultimately is, is where I see Brain Gain um, going. I want you know, um, models who are able to kind of showcase not only the, the product for, you know, like the to keep on the revenue ticking over so that we can create more informational product uh, posts so that our community are educated in the areas, like I said, health, nutrition, like how to work out properly, what's the right technique for a shoulder exercise, you know, um, you know, how often should I be eating? What, what's the difference type between, you know, this diet, that, that diet, um, you know, having all of that on the page, I think is for me where I want to get to. And that requires a lot of time, a lot of grinding to, you know, build out those partnerships with, with people. Um, but so far, um, the conversations have been positive. Um, there seems to be an exchange of dumbbells for some content. So that's that's what's going on right now behind the scenes. But um, I also don't even know where this is really headed. Like, you know, um, we, we are importing um, different products, trialing them out. So at the moment, they are all smart products. So they have some sort of clever mechanism where you can save space and you know storage and time and, and hopefully some money. Um, so they all have that kind of vibe to them, the products. Um, and you know we've expanded online. So before it was a very local thing where people would come and collect, but you know now we we've, we're working with, with um, some careers to get some better business deals on things like postage. So that makes online distribution more affordable and then it becomes a volume game when you have um you know access to platforms like ebay and amazon so um that's that's where it's heading from that business perspective and then as i mentioned the social media aspect would like to build a community um going forward and um yeah like it, it is really it is really exciting and i, and I think um, we're getting to the point potentially where we might need more hands on deck so i'm not entirely sure what will happen um when we kind of cross that line but um fingers crossed 
Olga as well. And, you know, I do feel blessed to, um, for where it has got to so far. But, of course, the future is unknown and it really can go up and down. So who knows? Yeah, I think, uh, again, a massive, massive amount of respect for you, not just as a friend, but also you really taking on this as serious as you can you spending a lot of time this is like your baby right <laughs> you, I know you said earlier uh, you know kids are not anywhere in the near future I think I think you already have a kid you're just not calling it <laughs> the, the kid but brain gain is, is is your baby it's sort of what you spend majority of your time on and I, I respect that man any entrepreneur anyone who has side hustles apart from their main job is just doing bits in my opinion and and and, and I think brain gain particularly will go far I have hopes of, I mean, there's a reason why I support it the way I support it. You know, like I, I'm fully behind what you are doing with bringing because I think there is a lot of value. And for, for those listening, go check out the Instagram. It'll definitely be, I'll put it in the episode description, the Instagram and website, but check out Brain Gain's Instagram and you'll realize why Brain Gain is so valuable to be following. It's at Brain Gain Inc., uh, check them out. It'll be in the episode description in case you 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 can't find it for whatever reason is. Lastly, do you guys have any merch? Come on, you have to have merch. Your merch. your boy your boy Eric needs some merch to rep some yeah. Come on, <laughs> that's actually funny. So on my agenda for tasks to complete this weekend, um, somewhere very near the top is apparel and getting some customized t-shirts so don't don't worry man 100 i expect i expect some merch sent to me from brain gain because i, I want to <laughs> rep some brain gain hopefully in the future and no doubt man just let me know your t-shirt size bro amazing large that's it you have it now <laughs> right so let's wrap up the episode it's been it's been a good one we've spoken about tech we've spoken about a lot of cutting edge technologies we even spoke about some deep stuff at some point we've been all over the place today brain game just now i think this has been a great episode idol it's been a long time coming thank you so much for hopping on but before we do close i do have two final segments to go through with you and this will be closing the episode so first one is who's next segment this segment is about you telling me who do you think is next like who's next who would be suitable in your opinion to come on this podcast next who would you like to see on the podcast next so you are free to name up to three people like they could be your friends they could be celebrities if you want they could be anyone your neighbor but who would you like to see on the podcast next <laughs> all right um so i would say first i think my cousin is a really interesting guy his name is amar um I don't even know if he has Instagram because he's like completely um, out of the outside of the grid. But he is just well read and has interesting knowledge on like variety of things. You know, like he's always reading something to do with like philosophy or you know um, psychedelic psychedelic medical use or something. So he will definitely bring something different that I'm sure will open conversational avenues that haven't been explored before. Secondly, I think my friend Salim Jakra would be a great guest because he is um, well articulated. He has an interesting job where he is a psychiatrist for kids. So he hears a lot of Gen Z problems where, you know, He's dealing with um, suicide cases, etc., on like almost like a daily daily basis. So, you know, the effects of social media—they're uh, so present and apparent, um, widespread. So he has a deep insight into what is happening on that. Um, and thirdly, I think um, Alim Hirji would also be a great guest. Um, do you know Alan Merrick? I think, I think, I think so. You know what? I, when it comes to names, it's just so. But I, do, the name does sound familiar. I do think I know who you're speaking about. Yeah. So Alan is um, the chair for this committee that you know. This is non, not 
not-for-profit committee. Uh, it's called the Aga Khan Sports and Youth Board. He is the chair for what is called Sports and Active Living. So they run local tournaments for um, you know uh, community members and he would be able to share you know what is in the pipeline in terms of um how the volunteers that he has in his group are kind of creating uh and so he's creating a platform for um all these um different types of sporting initiatives so there's like you know like online chess there's like um you know video podcasts there's local tournaments um and so you know, a very, very interesting one to speak to. Um, but then again, he's also very good at um, table tennis. I think he was like top 16 GB. So there's um, there's that avenue to explore too. And I'd love to hear his story on how he has kind of competed at the top because um, I don't know that many sort of elite athletes. Um, so I think that would be an interesting one too. Awesome. Amazing. Shout out to the three people you mentioned. We'll be in touch shortly and we'll see if we can make it, make it happen for the future episodes. Now, final question, final segment. This one is tradition of, of the show. Adil, what's up and what's next for you? <laughs> so, I think, well, let me answer what's, what's up. Um, literally right now, I'm probably going to grab a burger, make some dumbbell sales as well i have a few people messaging me who want to collect some stuff and yeah just coach chill back with the family and i think watch some of the footballers on later today um and what's next as we've mentioned you know all, all the stuff with with bringing in like hopefully that the uh, people who are who are watching um, or following Brain Game will sort of start to, s- to see the development of a of a community online um, where you know there is a network of Brain Gain associates ambassadors who are sharing healthy tips on how to live in a um, more um, salubrious manner. Yeah, amazing. I'm looking forward to what the future holds for yourself and Brain Gain. Again, you have my full support. Massive, massive shout out to Brain Gain. Instagram at Brain Gain Inc. Website www.braingain.fit. Check them out. I guarantee you guys will not regret it. Amazing company. Amazing people behind it. And I am definitely looking forward to see what's next for Brain Gain. I'm sure big things will be next. Thank Eric, you so thank much. you so much for having me, man. No, no worries, my man. And if you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next. <laughs>